Hey there, it's Casey Dimon here at TaxSellAcademy.com. Thank you so much for joining me on this Friday edition of the Tax Sell Podcast. We do post new episodes every single week, so make sure you check back often for our latest episodes. All right, on today's episode, I want to discuss cheap tax sell properties. It's kind of funny because whether it's the media, our friends, or just our general thoughts, we get the illusion that the real estate we should be investing in should be fancy. The beautiful homes, the estates, the acreage, that kind of stuff. Now, I've discussed this before, but when you invest in tax sell real estate, you're going to come across a lot of ugly properties. In fact, I'd venture to say that most of the properties you'll come across are classified as ugly properties. These are properties that have not been taken care of for years. Zero type of maintenance at all. Now, you might find some decent stuff at tax sales every now and then, and that's great if you do, but you'll also want to find a lot of junk properties. You'll even find a lot of properties that nobody seems to want. For years, when I would go to an auction, I would focus on the cheaper properties. Now, it's very important to note that I did not and I will never buy simply because of price. If you are focusing just on properties that are the cheapest properties at the auction, you're gonna be facing a losing battle. You'll end up buying something that is just junk. You'll get stuck with somebody else's problems, landlocked properties, swamp properties, properties that are inaccessible, that kind of thing. So never buy solely on price. You must have a solid plan to sell those properties. So what I did, was I would buy cheaper properties only if I had that plan in place to sell them quickly. And here's the kicker. While my actual rate of return as far as a percentage was phenomenal, I didn't make a whole lot of money off of them. But that was okay because I was doing this in volume. So here's a strategy that I use and I've seen many others use over the years. In fact, I still use it to this day at times. I will find an auction or an OTC list where they have tons and tons of vacant lots. Now this approach could also be used for houses, but in my case, I like to use it with vacant lots. I would determine the reason that all these vacant lots are on that tax sale list. Is it that there just isn't a whole lot of demand for these properties or is something wrong? Demand, we'll discuss in a second, but we need to make sure there's nothing wrong with these properties. A lot of properties, a lot of vacant lots, especially that you see on tax sale list, if they are concentrated in one subdivision or two subdivisions, they probably have high association dues or they're not buildable, or maybe they don't even have roads to them. If that's the case, go ahead and skip those properties. But if our issue is demand, we might actually be able to work with that. There are numerous subdivisions around the country that were overbuilt. There are hundreds or thousands of lots that were never built on. And there is very limited demand for a lot of these subdivisions to this day. Now, oftentimes, these subdivisions were built as old land scam developments back in the 60s and the 70s. Basically, they would fly people out to a fancy presentation, talk them into buying a lot in this community where they promised all these grand plans were going to take shape, only for the community to fail a short time later. Now, here we are decades later, and we have countless vacant lots in those subdivisions. If that's the case, what I would do is I would consider buying one or two properties in those subdivisions. They're gonna be very, very cheap oftentimes. Then I would begin to advertise them to anyone and everyone. I would spend a lot of time 
posting these properties on numerous websites to gain a substantial amount of interest primarily because of my sales price. There are plenty of examples, but I'm talking about the lots that are priced at less than, say, $2,000. For example, I could go on an OTC list right now and buy one for $700. Then I could turn around and sell it with an as-is title for $1,500. That's an $800 return. That's not much in the scheme of things, and it certainly isn't a profit that you want to start bragging about at your local Real Estate Investors Association meeting. But the process, that is what drives the approach. They are super cheap properties, likely to gain interest from a lot of people if you advertise them correctly. A $1,500 piece of real estate is still a piece of real estate, and that is going to be cheap real estate. Even if it's a lot in a subdivision where there's not a whole lot of demand, if you advertise it in the right places, you can gain interest simply because it's cheap. You're going to have interested buyers based on the price. The idea behind this is that you don't want just one interested buyer. You want to take this property at this price and leverage it into multiple interested buyers. If we can get five or 10 highly interested buyers for one property, that is perfect. That's ideal. And then we can go back and we can buy more of these properties and we can do this same strategy over and over again until we can't do it anymore. In my case, I did this exact approach with 20 properties in one subdivision in 45 days a number of years ago. I turned $700 into $1,500 20 times. And there are plenty of ways to do it where your time, your effort, and your expenses involved in the purchase and sell the property are virtually non-existent. So it's mostly going to be profit. I would say 90 to 95% of that is net profit. This approach with these cheap lots made me $16,000 over the course of 45 days in one subdivision with very, very little effort. There was no title clearing. There was no signs. There were no attorneys to deal with. There were no title agents to deal with. There was minimal marketing after that initial surge. It was not a whole lot of effort to actually sell the property. It was some of the simplest real estate that I've ever sold. And here's the interesting thing. You can do this all over the country right now. And you can do this while you are also investing in bigger, more valuable and profitable properties. It's not like I shut down my entire operation to spend 45 days working on these specific lots. I did this when I had a few hours, when I had some free time after dealing with my bigger and to me, my more important stuff. And I've done this for many many years now. It's extremely possible to do. It is very, very easy to do. It's a great way to get started. Now, I wanted to record this episode to kind of tell you that story for two primary reasons. The first one is to remind you that you can get into this business very cheap. It takes time and it takes effort to source these property types initially. And then we have to take the time to research them to make sure we can sell them. Then we have to market them correctly and employ this strategy. But it is possible. You don't need hundreds of thousands of dollars or even tens of thousands of dollars to get started in this business. Now, with that said, please don't email me to ask me where you can find these properties. There are tens of thousands of them available right now. I took the time to find them, put forth some initiative, and you can too. Secondly, and this might be the most important aspect of this episode, 
Don't be ashamed or embarrassed by what you're doing. If it's bringing you the success you desire, and if it's bringing you closer to your end goal, whatever that might be for you. Every investor doesn't need to purchase the fancy stuff. If you are happy doing what you're doing, then do what you want. Don't get caught up in what you should be doing, what you should be buying, what you should be investing in. Don't allow other investors and the industry norm to control how you invest. Control your own business, work it the way you want to, and you can be happy and successful. Thank you so much for listening today. Listen, I truly hope that this episode helps you think differently about this business. There are so many ways that you can make money in the tax sale business, and I want you to learn to be creative and to think outside the box. You don't need to do what everybody else is doing. Feel free to blaze your own trail if it makes you money and if it makes you happy. If today's podcast or any of our podcast episodes has helped you out, please do us a huge favor and leave us some positive feedback on whatever podcasting platform you're listening to us on right now. It really means a great deal to us, and we are so thankful for those who have taken the time to leave that positive feedback already. All right, we'll see you next time right here on the Taxol Podcast. Take care. Bye-bye.